0: Blessings to you. Welcome to Moments of Assurance Weekend right here on Worldwide KFUO Radio, the messenger of good news. Glad to have you along uh, this blessed morning. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson, your host. The program underwritten by Mid American Coaches, charters and tours. If you'd like to take a motor coach trip with your group, they are the company to call. You can reach them on the web at mid-americancoaches.net. Reach me at any time. At mark.hawkinson, that's H A W K I N S O N, at kfuo.org, or you can call my voicemail at 314 996 1520. Well, today, some thoughts about Jesus' parable of the sower. From Mark chapter 4. Jesus said, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell among the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it didn't have much soil, and immediately it sprang up, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. Another seed fell into good soil, and produced grain growing up and increasing and yielding 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. And he said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. So the sower, who in this case is God, and in other cases could be applied to preachers and teachers and others, will they sow the word. And what happens in the first illustration? The birds devoured the seed that fell along the path. So here's a simple case of the word being rejected. Think about it. Jesus himself was rejected by many during his earthly ministry. And so here are hearers who hear, and the word has no effect. They go about their way as though that word was never sown in the first place. It fell along the way. They never noticed. They never took advantage of that word being there. And a person's ego can enter in here saying, hey, I don't need that seed. I don't need the word. I'm getting along very nicely without it. Thank you very much. Also, the devil enters in here as well, working vigorously against that precious and holy word. His goal is to rob you of it. So you lose out and ultimately lose out regarding salvation as well. Then there is the seed that fell on the rocky ground where it didn't have much soil. And immediately it sprang up since it had no depth of soil. So here's what happens. Many people who become Christians begin their walk with the Lord really joyfully. But when tough times come, when things become really rough... When tribulations arrive on the scene of their lives, they turn away from the Lord, reasoning to themselves, how can a loving God allow these things to come to my life? So to them, a loving God and tribulations are inconsistent and even mutually exclusive. So when the car breaks down and you get influenza and your spouse discovers that they have cancer and those things occur all at once, the person reasons, God doesn't love me. So they turn away from him. This group of people are often referred to as time believers. They believe for a while, and then they fall away. Please do not ever think that when things get tough, or when tribulations come, that somehow God no longer loves you. Nothing could be further from the truth. The scriptures tell you and me, many are the afflictions of the righteous, that is, those of faith, people who believe in Jesus Christ as their Savior. Take Job, for example. Despite losing everything, he never lost his faith. Take the Apostle Paul. He pleaded with the Lord three times that his pesky thorn in the flesh might be removed. But the Lord's response is all he needed to hear. The Lord told him, my strength is made perfect in weakness. St. Paul even confessed, when I am weak, then I am strong. Wow, what a paradox. You have to be weak to be truly strong? Yeah, because as St. Paul also confessed, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Besides that, Paul said nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So it can definitely be said. Problems may seem to sever, but God says in Christ never ever will you be severed. You're listening to Moments of Assurance Weekend here on Worldwide KFUO Radio in St. Louis, Missouri. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson, broadcasting around the entire globe. That's what we do here at Worldwide KFUO, talking about the parable of the sower and the next type of soil. And others are the ones that are sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things enter in and choke the word. And it proves unfruitful. This is all about the worries and pleasures and treasures a person can discover in this world. And they're so appealing. Take riches. One author has written, What would you think of a man who would voluntarily sell himself into abject slavery to his own servant? The miser, he said, has done just that. When you're a miser, you place riches above everything else. You even place riches above God. Himself, Wow. Riches above God? That's idolatry. You're listening to Moments of Assurance Weekend. I'll talk more about uh, this type of soil coming up next here on Worldwide KFUO. You can always reach me at mark.hawkinson at kfuo.org. Back after these messages of interest. Keep it here. Moments of Assurance is underwritten by Mid-American Coaches, where tour professionals will assist you in selecting the package trip that fits your travel desires. Destinations such as the Amish country of central Illinois or Hannibal, Missouri, for a journey to Mark Twain country, or a multi-day trip to Mackinac Island or the Grand Canyon. Mid-American Coaches, where serving you is their privilege. 636-432-7860. Blessings. Welcome back to Moments of Assurance Weekend. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson t- talking this morning and this weekend about the parable of the sower. And we're into now, during the second part of the program, uh, the uh, type of soil where the seed fell among thorns. And they're the ones who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches, the desire for other things take precedence. That's what happens. Riches, honor, Pleasures, treasures, they all take precedence and choke off the faith of the individual. The story is told about a great Muslim caliph who attained great power for the Muslim empire and accumulated fabulous wealth for himself. And he is said to have confessed shortly before his death. Fifty years have passed since I became caliph, he said. Riches, honors, pleasures, hey, I've enjoyed them all. But in this long period of seeming happiness, I have numbered the days on which I have been happy, and they amount to 20. And even then, I was not completely happy. No wealth on this earth can satisfy for more than a short period of time. And then you know yourself that you're falling short of true happiness because there's just something missing. Only Jesus Christ can fill the bill and fill the fill. If you know what I mean, Jesus once said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it abundantly. The apostle Paul from prison once wrote, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. How could he write such words from the vantage point of a prison cell? Because Christ himself provided him with the true and lasting riches he was looking for in the first place. Indeed, when Christ is first place in your life, then you know what a true sense of fulfillment is all about. One commentator has written, Like thorns that choke a growing plant, so the worries and the pleasures of this world eradicate the feeble understanding of the gospel. Indeed, not just riches, but the worries of this life as well have chokeability. Chokeability regarding your soul. They can stifle your relationship with the Lord because when you worry, you're concentrating on you instead of the solution to anxiety found in the suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul once wrote, The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So, hey, the peace of the Lord brings to you, by means of His holy word, the ability to push down anxiety. Yeah, it pushes down anxiety by the power of the Holy Spirit, it allows the peace. Of God to service anxiety down peace up that's the way I like it in my life and that's the way I get it when I go to the Lord's precious word but if you get away from the word and the peace stays down you're in trouble because then anxiety stays up peace down anxiety up peace up anxiety down what do you want ah. but when anxiety is up that's when you may get choked off from God so the danger is obvious Just don't allow the riches and the worries as well as the pleasures and the treasures of this world to take you away from the simple yet powerful good news that you have a Savior who has died for all of that, one who has promised to be with you when those worldly thorns attempt to choke you off. Aha, but there's yet one more soil in this parable. Jesus said, But those who were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. One commentator has written, There are many who receive the word in good faith and produce richly in varying amounts from 30-fold to 100-fold. The amounts may, 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 uh, may vary from individual to individual, but the fact that they are producing, that's across the board. Everybody produces when it comes to this kind of soil. All Christians produce fruit. Indeed, many do receive the word in good faith. That is, they do not reject it. They do not turn away from the word when temptations come, but instead receive that word with joy. Jesus said, as for those in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. Fruit that springs up and increases. Fruit that comes from a person with a good heart, a heart that does not refuse the gifts of God, a heart of good soil. So indeed, how does one foster a good heart? Well, one author has written, during the memorable retreat of the French from Moscow, the soldiers froze to death by the hundreds, and it is said at night they gathered together such combustible material as they could find and made a fire... And then gathering around as closely as possible, they lay down to sleep. And in the morning, those in the outer circles would be found dead, dead, too far away from the fire. I don't know about you. I desire to be close to the fire, close and constant contact and communion with Jesus Christ. That's what I desire. He is my Savior. He is my Lord. I don't want to stay away from him, away from the word. I want to stay close to him draw near to god he will draw near to you he's a friend who sticks closer than a brother and i might add any other as well join me for the regular moments of assurance over the noontime hour weekdays you've been listening to moments of assurance produced by worldwide kfuo moments of assurance is underwritten by mid-american coaches mid-americancoaches.net to learn about giving opportunities call mary at 314-996-1518 or you can make a gift safe secure and easily online at kfuo.org thank you for listening and supporting moments of assurance on worldwide kfuo